Oh, there we're, we're all here, everybody. Good evening. Welcome to the Heat Army podcast. It was just be meant to be me, but I've just clicked everybody in. Right, you know the score, everybody. Thank you very much for joining us. Like and subscribe. And uh, if you're watching on Instagram or if you're watching on Twitter, get over to uh, YouTube because that is where you can send us messages like uh, Christmas Story has. He's put evening, lads. And uh, so it's just off. And so, so if you'd like to be like them, please do get involved that way. But before we go any further, a big thank you to our sponsors, Northern Print Solutions. It's the... Uh, yeah, well, anyway, it's, it's on my face, and Patrick is on Dan's face, and, of course, that brings us into uh, welcoming Dan to the show tonight. Hello, Dan, how are you doing? Hello, um, um, not too bad, thank you. Uh, thank you very much for having us on. Ah, not bad. Uh, let's see if Dan looks a little bit lethargic. It's because he's had a big palmo before he came on uh, tonight. Was it a bolognese palmo? Yep, uh, that's the perks of living in a TS postcard area for you. <laughs> I've never actually had one. <laughs> what, what, what is it? I, I know it's chicken, but is it what is it? Chicken so fillet. Like, yeah, chicken <laughs> fillet, uh, breadcrumbs, mm. uh, bechamel sauce, and a whole lot of cheddar. And yeah. you, can, you, you can get various toppings. So I went for, for bolognese, but sometimes go for pepperoni. Uh, you can get hot shot ones. Mm. Uh, you can get like fungi ones. Uh, so yeah, the, well, if you're ever down as well, just take your pick. Uh, maybe you know what it is. I've, I've lived a sheltered life. I've heard about them, but I didn't know what you could actually get yeah. with them. But uh, as I say, obviously we've got Davy here and Mickey as well. Davy actually in the well in the flesh on TV. <laughs> Whoa, not too much in the flesh. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I was I was in that open boat on uh, Wednesday. God, it was cold going across that North Sea. Oh, but I'm glad I got off. I got away from before the, the next uh, bad spell of weather, which is hitting us now, isn't it? It is, it is. We'll get into that later on, obviously. I mean, uh, but we've got a couple of topics. I've got a few things lined up that the boys don't know about. I'll give you a little oh. flash of this. Has anyone seen this news today? Yes. yes. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll get into that. Later. We'll get into that later on. I saw Dan's unsavory comment about it as well. <laughs> oh, I didn't know there was one of them. And also, as well, there's there's this that I was put up, and I, I, did, I was thinking about it a little bit, but obviously it's FA Trophy weekend. We're going to get in the mood for the FA Trophy. But um, Boiler Sports, as I said, uh, Thomas Boyle, he put up about the players we have available this year because obviously last year we were down to like yeah. down to skin and bone, weren't we? And there's yeah. only Adam, uh, Kane, Adam and, and and Knight unavailable. Everybody else, Beach, Bond, uh, Constantine, Grayson, Hunter, Job, Richardson, Story, Tinkler, Booty, Evans, uh, Francis, Hannon, Tassani, Ollie, Panny, wow. Stock, Whelan, Warman, Allen, Brown, Denanga, and McBride. Um, obviously not going to get ahead of ourselves because obviously you've got to play the game, but it's an embarrassment wow. riches we've got at the minute compared to last compared season. To last year, yeah. yeah. Com completely the opposite. It is, it's completely the opposite of last year where, as you said, we were down with skin and bone, weren't we? Oh, we certainly were. Um, before we go into those topics, though, um, we do have the game to talk about from this week. Uh, a hard-fought win. Uh, hard-fought because we, we, we couldn't get the ball in the back of the net. We, we hit the post a few times and... Uh, Made the keeper uh, work a little bit, but uh, it could all end with the penalties. But we've got uh, Charles Walsh's message there. I'll get through some of these before we go into the highlights. Uh, Sean Parry, good evening, lads. And uh, we've got uh, evening, Jen. Still can't believe we didn't win against Eastley. A good point, probably considering uh, how well Eastley defended. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll get into it. Um, evening, all. We've got Northern Beast Media as well. Everyone, Ken and Steve. Right, let's get the highlights on. Um, I'll put us there, so we're in the in the bottom there. Here we are, look at this. It was you know one of them games. They they come up with a purpose of not conceding. That was their, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the formation was just two banks of orange shirts with one man left up top, wasn't it? Most of the time, but you know, it's one of them things where you go, did they play well? They probably did for their tactics, but it wasn't entertaining, was it, lads? I'll, I'll tell you what game it actually reminded me of. Do you remember when uh, North Therapy came up a few years ago and it beat us 1 yeah. 0? And we just did like some of the chances we were missing that game. I was getting like severe flashbacks <laughs> to that night, but thankfully, uh, like the, the result was a, a, a little bit better at least. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, but the, I mean, the positive swear we kept going and kept going, didn't we? That was the, the thing. Yeah. And, and I'm not. <sighs> 
when we were under Mike, um, we would stick to our principles and our process and, you know, stick to passing the ball around. Now we've got a little bit of a different uh, option, especially with Dijon Brown coming now and, um, you know, Kane Adam, that we can maybe push a little bit harder in, in a different way in the dying, dying uh, 20 minutes of the game when we, in the past, we maybe didn't have that. That's, it's 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 a it's a compliment in a way. Yeah, they've come here and I was watching it because when they were yeah, attacking, yeah. the four four two, but then it was four four one, uh, five four and one when they were defending. Mm-hmm. That tells me they come for a point. Yeah, they got that. The goal they got was absolutely class, and um. Their manager can't offer it with a penalty. It was the least we deserved was a draw. Yeah. I mean, if you see it in the replay, I mean, I spotted it in the commentary. Mark <laughs> thought it was a handball, I think it was. But he didn't see the push. I've seen the push. But, I mean, maybe you could see it was a soft penalty. But the letter of the law, he pushed him down in the back. It's, you know, it's foul off the ball in the box. It's a penalty. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's... Um, David, you, you you said it at the top of the show um, before we started. Sorry, um, they came up they came up for points. They were absolutely delighted to to take the lead because then they just had to defend. It was like it was like damage limitation the entire ninety minutes. Like after what? Come on, we've we've, we've stuffed them, not just beat them. We've absolutely hammered them a, a couple of games recently. So I think they were just coming up and just, just hoping they were going to get away with a nil nil or one one. Um, so you know, I, I think the, I think we, they they were the, the happier team to go home. I, mean, with I, I think I think we all know. Like I think Dan probably said it best before we came on air when we played Barnet and Barnet were a bit more attacking. It it played in our hands to get you know on the counter yeah. and and try and open them up. But these they came up with just to to stagnate, didn't they? They didn't want to. Um, didn't want didn't want to push out of the out of the shape that they had, and I think the. Trying to think of the word to describe it. it. I mean, it's beautiful. Spoiler story. tactics. Beautiful trick. Yeah, yeah spoiler. spoiler tactics. Anti football. <laughs> I looked. I looked at you. Know, you look at some of the players like they had, like Jake Taylor when he got forward. You had Scott Quigley who they didn't use to affect as a target man. And you think to yourself, they had some pace in that side. If they had a win for it, they, they probably could have got in behind. Where they could probably get in behind any yeah. team. But well, the lad who scored the goal, Baldwin's a really good player as well. He was at Notts County. Yeah. Very cool. Well, did did uh, did anyone? I mean, uh, you three lads, or, or uh, anyone who's who's listening tonight, to see the stats for the game? I, I'd love to see the stats for this game. No, I, no, I, I think I'd we like... had. I'm sure we had like um, like there's something somewhere between like ten and fifteen corners or something like that. It was mental. I think they only had like a couple, and obviously one of them have uh, eventually made count. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mickey, how did your heart cope when we nearly scored from a corner in that first half? Well, um, to be honest, I was still in shock when we actually scored the equaliser. You can hardly speak now. This is after the event. Well, we had we had two where we had two decent corners. I mean, we've only been waiting five years. <laughs> That's it for the next five years. Nah, I, mean, I mean, we've got a couple of corners away from home. Where I mean, Oldham was the main one when it dropped the Louis. So. Oh, yeah. that was close. That's a good chance. That, that was that was hell of a save, that, to be fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Fingertips. He knew it as well. Um, yeah. I mean... Well, there's, there's a bit in here where um, when Dijon Brown, I think it is, on the edge of the box. Oh, I can And he nearly stands on the bar and he stands up and says he's got an electric shock. I was killing me, so I laughing at the game. But my initial reaction was, oh, my God, has he injured himself? Because he's, he's just like elastic. He just got up straight away. Like, you know, it's, it's like, wow. yeah. But obviously, there's the foul. Um, and you'll spot the push. There it yep. is. Referee did, well. referee did well. You, you, you could imagine some referees, especially this, in this league, not, not to give that. Yeah. Uh, definitely seen it. I mean, initially when I saw him put the whistle to his mouth, I thought he was blowing a full-time whistle, so I was getting ready to leave in a huff, but next thing I know, that one starts doing around us. <laughs> and uh, obviously dispatched the penalty really well. Yeah, really well. Good, good penalty, by the way. That was a good it penalty is. in the corner at the good, good height away from the keeper. It's, uh, but yeah, it's. I mean... And I mean, obviously, we'll talk about it now. The post-match interview, uh, Mr. Hill. The, um, 
it's, I, I struggle to see what game he watched. I mean, his players, I'll commend them, his players did really well. Um, what do you call uh, to, to uh, oh, stifle, stifle gated, yeah. Stifle the game. They stuck to it. They stuck to it. Well, oh, hang on, I've put the wrong, uh, wrong link. Uh, because we're going to have someone else join us as well. Um, are you going to are you going to put the video up of the manager? Uh, no, I'm not going to get that. I didn't. <laughs> want that. One second. I'm just going to get this from Mark. Well, well, Mickey, you, you, Mickey, you can give us the highlights of what the manager said. Go on. What did he say? Yeah, go on, Mickey. He just he was raging. He was absolutely raging. He thought that the. It was never a penalty. They deserved the three points. I'm thinking his team were the better team. Um, I, I just thought you're talking to your ass, mate. <laughs> Do you think his players on the bus on the way back were just laughing at that interview, thinking, "What the hell? What's the manager being on?" Has it, no, I think I think majority of managers now. I think Mark White's probably the only one who's got the balls to have a go at them. Yeah, uh, majority of them it's generic. They'll, they'll, they'll win it, slag them off, and in, in a in a post match interview, if they've played poor, it's see, yeah, I, you get the odd one comes on and says they followed his tactics to the to the tee, yeah. though they didn't they didn't venture out of their comfort zone from no. defending as a fat back five with the four in front, then the, the man up top. They stuck to that like glue, so they were regimented in that. They knew what they were doing. That's what they came to do. The purpose they knew their job, and yeah. he thought they played well in that job. And if you look at it in in um, you know layman's terms, they did. They did well to stifle us. The amount of possession we had, the amount of attacks that we had. So they didn't, um, you know. But I felt the way he uh, tried to say it was a bit. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, there we go. We've got we've, we've been joined by Mark Carruthers. Oh, oh, Mark. Got nothing better to do on a Thursday night, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there must be at least an Alliance game on somewhere tonight. <laughs> but there is a game. There are yeah. games. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say a busy weekend ahead, but I'm not sure it will be, because yeah, where the weather's got to be over the next couple of days. It's uh, not looking great. But, Mark, obviously, you are next to us, and we've we obviously talked all the way right the way through it. Um, we're just talking about the manager's comments after the game. Um, I, I, I can see the heartache for him, lose, you know, conceding right at the end. But I just felt he was a little bit off the mark on it. And I'm not saying that because we got something back from it. I still think it, I, maybe he was just trying to do his players, build his players up um, with more of the comments than anything else. But it just, I don't know, too many holes in it for what we've seen that night. I think firstly... I don't really think there's anything wrong with how they played. I think they, they came up here with a game plan. Um, and I said to Rob Elliott after the game that, if anything, it's kind of a compliment of where Gator are at right now. Yeah. yeah. Teams feel they have to play that, or some teams, sorry, feel they have to play that way. I think there was possibly a hangover from the 6 0 down at their place and maybe, you know, um, being wary of opening up too much against Gator. Um, but yeah, I think it was just more frustration. Um, the, the penalty, if I'm honest, I think we both said, Dave, that we didn't really know what it was for. back. I said it was for the push straight I think, away. I think it may well have been a handball, you know. Was it? A few have said for handball. But the fact we're having that debate shows that it, you know. Yeah. It's not, it wasn't 100%. I right. think it was Stonewall. It <laughs> <laughs> was really obvious to me. All penalties for Gators are stone wall. It's yeah. the ones against us that are controversial. Yeah. I would like, I would like you see your blood pressure if that was given against us, uh, Mickey. Your, your head would have went bright red. Uh, I like this one. I can't do a flat pack easily. Uh, sorry, just, I can't do flat packs easily. Do flat pack again. Um, but no, I'm not being funny though. We it, mentioned it would have been criminal if Gates had didn't get something from the game. Absolutely yeah. criminal. Um, it's a message we've got here. Apparently, we had seventy percent, seventy-seven percent possession in sixteen corners to their one. Um, wow! wow. Yeah. Didn't, they, didn't they score from that one? Didn't it come from a corner? Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the the clearance went over to him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, it clinical from that point of view, <laughs> for their point of view on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was, uh, but. I mean, we'll take away that game aside, look at the run of the last three games to get us to seven points out of playing Barnet, Southend and Eastleigh. Um, unbelievable. 
you know, especially with the the new faces that have come in and uh, fitting into fitting into place and settling in. Well, I said that to Dan before the game, didn't I, Dan? I would take a point tonight. Yeah, and uh, I think the other sort of thing we said is if um, if if we'd have, if it had been the other way around with the South and East against, if we'd have drawn one all at Roots Hall, but then beaten Eastley one 0 like nobody would have really like sort of batted an eye to it. Um, it yeah. would have been like it maybe even would have possibly looked rosier. But at the end of the day, it's the same. Um, it's, it's, it's the same points all. You've got the same number of goals. And look, uh, there was a lot of positives from. Both games, and uh, I think, I think um, like we are maybe starting to see, like, like players slowly, like, like the new players slowly but surely gelling, um, like adapting to the system. I, I thought all three subs when it came on on Tuesday night made a really like positive impact. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that as well. Yeah, as uh, as I say, they just the. the the way we change, we can change the game from substitutes as well now is nice. Um, and then, well, I think we mentioned in commentary a couple of times, you've still got potentially Ollie to come back and Tinkler as well. And that midfield that we've got is a bit of an embarrassment of riches at the minute because two or three players are going to miss out in a game now, um, you know, or start and line up anyway. So you know, it's a complete, and we obviously mentioned earlier on about the, the squad that's available for the FA Trophy games now. It's, it's a massive mm-hmm. difference to last season's. Not that it's, not that, that guarantees anything. You know, we're still going to turn up on the day. But yeah, it's it's um a, it's a nice problem to have. Uh, which players do you start? I think it's, it's always been a position of strength, I think, in midfield for, for Gateshead for, for a good few years now. You know, you, you can go back to, so when Steve Watson was there, when you had Tom White come through and Greg signed and, you know, you had several options in there to just continue right the way through to to now. And um, shouldn't forget Regan Booty could be back on Saturday as well. I know he's yeah. obviously back from suspension. Um, did you see that, that stat today as well about Regan, that yeah. he's made the second most passes into the final third in the league? Yeah. Um, so that I think that kind of shows whereas... Corners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know... I think he's like, oh, non-corners, is he? Yeah, no. No, yeah, I know, I know. I'm just saying it's it's obviously they, it's not that like, you couldn't put that stat in, but I mean, I, I, I'm just looking at it and you just think, yeah, who who gets dropped for that? Because we've had Evans come in, who I think again grew into the game. Wasn't probably the best of games situations for him because of his physical size. And he'll obviously relish running at a defence and running into a team, getting the ball, where a lot of it was pass and move. And he's up against physical, you know, more physical players around him. But it'll be fantastic learning for him in that as well, because later on in the game, he did find that space and he did open up. Yeah, I thought he was good. I thought he had a good game, to be fair. I thought McBride was excellent in the first half, then tailed off. Um, yeah. I thought him and Kenton and Whelan linked really well in the first half. I mean, Kenton was having a good game again, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, he's got an injury. And yeah, I think, and they made the substitutions are working now a favour as well. So I've seen I it. I like look Evans to be fair. Seen uh, what, sorry, sorry, I've seen the post match that they think that they might have got it in time. Uh, Kenton's injury, but I'm sure they're not rushing back at all from that. But just said he felt the niggle, and I think it's more precautionary to get him off than tactical. I think at the time, but. Uh, Hopefully he's back uh, in contention very soon. I, I wouldn't probably risk him this weekend. Yeah. Uh, what 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 we'll say about Kenton is uh, of last two games he's played a right wing back where normally he'd be, maybe associate him a bit more with centre half. I thought I thought uh, uh, both games he really like showed that he's it can be it can he can be versatile and that he can maybe play. Mm-hmm. Like in, in multiple different positions, and is maybe like a bit more. He's a very solid defender. I think um, he's been since he's joined. I think he's been one of the most like solid, consistent performers within that team. But I, th- I think um, maybe in the last two games we've seen maybe a different side to him, where he can like yeah bomb forward, uh, like create chances coming from the flanks. I thought Grayson had a good game yesterday as well uh, on Tuesday. I thought he he was especially when Story went off as well. He he, he took more, up more of a role of bringing the ball forward himself, and he looked good. But the the two lads I want to mention, I know they get a lot of plaudits all the time anyway. But um, Whelan and Francis were absolutely phenomenal on Tuesday night. 
um, the understanding between the two, the the composure um, just seems to get better and better for me. It's it's, it's a joy to watch. Just yeah, I think if you throw Regan Booty in that midfield as well, because Colum and um, uh, I've gone completely blank. Ed, Ed. sorry. Yeah. Because the the two of them prefer sitting a little bit deeper. If you put Regan in to break forward, make those passes, like I was saying about that start, it's quite a nice, a nice balance to the midfield. So, um, yeah, I just think it's um, the two of them have been excellent signings. And you think when when the first came in, there was a little bit of doubt about them. Remember the, the stick the stick that um, Callum Whelan was getting from from Oldham fans, I think, wasn't yeah. it? I mean, yeah. We go at him, and then he got man the match on his debut against him, which was uh, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. Um, Ed was a little bit took a bit longer to settle, I think, but you could see his quality right from the start, and um, the way he retains the ball, the the passes that he picks out that I'm not sure the people in the side see. Um, yeah, I just think the two of them have been brilliant signings, and will continue to be big players hopefully for a long time to come. Definitely. What, what's this? Go on, sorry, Dan. Uh, what sticks out for me about what it is is just it, like just how sort of calm he is with almost everything he does. Really, like, do you remember um, when we played Knots just before uh, Christmas last season? Uh, he, he obviously scored against us in that game, and he, even that finish was was as calm as it comes. So I think maybe at times he's like, I mean, especially in situations which seems to be in a lot, seems to be getting a lot of it at the minute where where in where games are, are pretty tight towards the end of the game, and uh, I, I think he's. Uh, like him and Whelan, really, like, uh, but are both like exactly what you need at that time. Just someone to just maybe keep things calm, just maybe take take sting out of the game, which maybe what we maybe we're a little bit guilty of in the first half in the in the first maybe third of the season where we're in those sorts of situations. Uh, just 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 sort of slow the game down, uh, just take the tempo out of it, and just as we say, see it out for either. A win, a win by one goal margin, or if any, if need be, set off for a point. Yeah, no, without a doubt. Um, we've got a, obviously we've got a few talking points tonight. Um, that we're going to talk. We've got the blue card that's just come out. Um, which <laughs> I don't think I'm really that keen on it. Uh, also as well, I haven't put this, but I'll put a link to the in the show um, details afterwards. Has anyone watched Rob's giraffe can uh, can't dance for the foundation on Twitter? Um, YouTube channel for the Children's Mental Health Week. It's abs- He's an absolute natural. Uh, I heard these were coming out because I spoke to Joanne from the foundation, which is an absolutely fantastic thing. And we, we know they do a lot in the community for not only sport and you know helping people, but they're d- doing this and it's amazing. And uh, I did give her a suggestion of getting Denanga to read we're going on a bear hunt. So <laughs> hopefully that <laughs> hopefully that happens. But um, yeah, please, do. we're not going to show that on here. We want you to go over and see it on their channel and give them the views so everyone sees it. But that's on the Gator FC Foundation uh, page on YouTube. But we'll put a link in the description of this video afterwards. Uh, yeah, so uh, fantastic stuff. And, uh, of course, we're going down to Hereford on Saturday, weather permitting. Um, let's see if there's any messages that I've missed uh, going up here. Hello, hello Steely, you were listening in uh, on yeah. Night, obviously, Mickey and uh, the rest of us were at the game. But uh, did you what did you think of my cricket and full par on commentary? <laughs> well, what he said, Mark. I fo- well, I follow follow Mark on, on Twitter, and I'm, I'm I'm a big cricket fan as well, a bit like Mark. So so when you started going into it, I was thinking, right, dig yourself out, David, dig yourself out. You were getting deeper going on about like fast uh, spin bowlers in the West Indies. I was like, oh my God, what's he doing? It was the ball, the ball spun and like it like bounced and spun out, like, like, you know, like, you know, like some spin bowler. And I went, oh, the balls went out like a West Indian spin bowler there or something. And he goes, West Indians don't have spin bowlers. I was like, I don't know. I, I didn't necessarily say it was more the fact that that's not really what they're famous for. No, famous for physical. Pakistanis are uh, uh, renowned for the spin bowling. Exactly. Exactly. Only really, Hooper could spin. We'd probably we'll probably let you off, Davy, if it wasn't for the fact that England are in the subcontinent at the moment. And all, the talk, all, 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 all the talk, all the talk is about spin bowling. I was thinking, come on, Davy, get this right. 
other fellas, I, 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 I just had to soak it up like a man. <laughs> um, but Mark, I'll not mention mid on silly points. Mark kept you right as, as, as ever. I don't, I don't, to be honest, Mickey, Davey makes a lot of silly points. So, <laughs> oh, lovely to have you all here. Um, of course, we're broadcasting <laughs> tonight. On Twitter, Instagram, and on YouTube. Please come and join us on YouTube and you can send your messages in like everyone else has. I'm just making sure I haven't missed any out. Um you were very calm for the equalizer, by the way, for the penalty, um, Davey. Were you a bit tired by that stage? You know, it was getting on a bit, you know. I think it was just a, more, more of a case of relief. Uh, uh Brian Laura. Uh yeah. So the only thing I know about is that he was dating a girl from Durham, uh, Brian Laura. That's all I can remember about him. Nothing about Who's enough. the modern day Brian Laura? Laura, it's not you. It's not <laughs> <a sad. laughs> he, he bats, by the way, Davey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> can, I, can I change it a bit? Come, come back to Hanno. Did you see, read his programme notes? No. What does he mean? When he says he was on about coming to university when he got released from Cambridge. He says, I looked at my options. There was Loughborough somewhere else in Newcastle. He says, I just went for the one with the best nightlife. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like a headline. They put it out online this week, um, obviously since it's been in the programme. Uh, what was it? Um, no, I, was in, I was in Ibiza when I got the phone call. And then he put <laughs> someone like absolutely drunk as a skunk. <laughs> I've got it. Um, yeah. Um, actually, we have got another one here, and I did see this, and I meant to go back to it. Uh, thank you, Paul. Uh, he's put, uh, last shout out, the Gated Under 16 girls who play at home on 11 a.m. Uh, kickoff Sunday against concert for the, all those who want to get the next gen coming through. So, is that a home game, that one, um, Paul? Let us know. I'm, I'm guessing it is. Oh, yeah, it says play. I mean, it can literally <laughs> say play at home like it, but... <laughs> hey, you're on form tonight, Davey. <laughs> so if you if you want to get in your West Indian spin bowlers... Uh... <laughs> Might actually pop down, because our lasses are playing against Washington on the Sunday afternoon as well at home. Oh, so I'll do... go, go to Washington, Mickey. Uh, but mid table, so a bit out there, place. So, benches on the cards. All the ladies. So, if you fancy a double header down there at uh, the 3G pitches behind Gated Stadium, get yourselves. I hope there. there's free heaters because it was absolutely <laughs> bollock there on Sunday. No, you could barely feel our heat. Could you mark on uh, Tuesday? No, God, no. <laughs> you got the odd little warmth and then the gust just took all the hot air out. Wasn't, uh, wasn't exactly like being in the West Indies, was it? No. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, uh, we'd love you to like and subscribe, everybody. We'll be back in a second. <laughs> <laughs> Just thought we've probably lost all of the West Indian viewers as well now. Uh, <laughs> no, you have. You've lost them all. <laughs> Me, Mark, and Davy now. I'm not sure Dan likes his cricket. To be fair, yeah. um, uh, no, but no, but I can. Um, if 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 ever I get steel drums randomly appear on my Spotify, I listen to it. <laughs> oh, it's Davian for bugging. <laughs> Mickey, buy, Mickey buy some mint imperials. Uh, why? Uh, I think it's, it's for your cough. I think it might be. I don't know. Uh, yeah, for the cough. Yeah, we'll coming, coming down with a cold. To be fair. Yeah. Uh, of course, FA Trophy uh, is happening this weekend. Fifth Ooh. round to uh, Hereford United. Um, club social media did put up um, uh, the goals from the last team were there. Jack Hunter and uh, the other name, Kevin Scott. Kevin Scott with the goals. Um, it's a cup game. We know Hereford have got a bit of a cup history, cup lineage. Um, yeah. But if we go there and play our game, we, we should be more than capable. Uh, that's not being cocky. It's just, you know, we're, we are playing well. Um, and, you know, but it isn't played, it isn't played on league tables, uh, league positioning. It's um, on the day. And they're going to have a good crowd down there. Uh, it's going to be about 3,000, isn't it? Uh, if not a little bit more. Um, are you going down, Dan? 
Yeah, I'm going down. Yeah, the early start, uh, late getting back, uh, but hopefully it'll be worth it. I've got to say, it's always been a ground I have enjoyed going to. I mean, I know one time I went down there on a Tuesday night, we got beaten in the 93rd minute. So uh, <laughs> I just maybe just wanted it, wanted the ground to open up and swallow us that particular yeah. night. But uh, yeah, I think uh, it, it does, it, it really is like a proper, like, old school feel to the ground, like when you're walking to it and what have you. And uh, yeah, as we say, it's going to be a very tough game. Like they're doing well in the uh, National League North at the minute. I think they've sort of stuck, stuck five past uh, Spartans last weekend, didn't they? So uh, yeah, they're... Yeah, Haven't yeah, they but, got um, Adam Rooney playing for them now? Yeah, I think they do. Yeah, um, I know they've got that Kuyan on from York, but I think he's going to be cup-tied for this weekend, which maybe mm. helps us a little bit. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I think um, obviously it's, it's going to be a good crowd there. There's going to be a good atmosphere. But uh, we've seen time and time again this season. I think South End, Oldham, uh, like places like that that we've been and got good results. It's the sort of thing that our lads thrive on playing. And uh, look, we're not going to go down there and underestimate them or anything like that. Because I think uh, you look around that the, the team and that management, uh, there's, there's a lot more professional than that. So uh, it's, it's going to be tough. But I'd say my like my feeling about it just now is that I'm, I'd say, cautiously optimistic. Yeah, I think I'd agree with that. Um, you, you hope a you very can. strange weekend, Hereford. Haven't been, yeah, not been. I've been three times and it goes like down on a slant. And if you can beside where the where they used to have the uh, food kiosk, you can't even see over the wall to see the pitch. Oh, <laughs> Was remember when Emily played at Wakefield and behind yeah. the terraces? It was like that because you're like you're was kind it? of like level with the um, like the, the pitch. Yeah, I remember that. Um, but yeah, and we'll see. But we'll go down. I mean, we'll let, people can put their predictions in for the weekend if they want to. I know we'll do it for most games. But uh, Mark, I think obviously last year we had a fantastic run in the the, the competition. We look at the squad now, and I had a tweet before. I'll try and get it back up. Um, obviously about the, the strength and depth we've got for the FA Trophy now. It's it's a different kettle of fish compared to uh, this time last year. Yeah, it is. I mean, I think we were one injury away from playing, weren't we, Dave? Instead of yeah. um, <laughs> I think I'll <laughs> um, Yeah, I mean, you know, you look at the squad now and you think it's more than capable of getting through Saturday, even though it will be, um, it will be a difficult uh, test down there. Weirdly, their last three games have come against northeast opposition. So um, they got beat against South Shields at home. They got beat at Darlington, and then, as, as Dan said, beat Spartans last weekend. So uh, slightly mixed fortunes against uh, northeast sides. But look, I think if Gator go down with the right attitude and um, you know play at how we know they can play, then they should get through. But the FA Trophy is such a bizarre competition because I mean, you look at the finals that we've had in recent years, sort of before last year, and you look, I mean, Hereford, I remember getting through, I think they played Hornchurch that year. Yeah. Um, you've had you've had clubs from the National League North have won it. You've got the finals, the likes of your Brackleys and, and clubs like that. So, you know... It's, uh, first we did it as well many years ago as well. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it's such a... I think did York win it the year that they got relegated as well? Yeah, it, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Halifax did it the year yeah. before, did the same thing the year before, so... Yeah, so it's 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 such a bizarre competition where you can't really take anything for granted. And um, Gator won't do that, though. You know, they want the squad's too professional to do that. Um, having a chat with with Rob on on Tuesday after the game, you know, he said that they're excited by the competition because now if you get through this one, all of a sudden you you know you start looking towards towards yeah. Wembley. Um, you're only two wins from Wembley. I think last year's quarterfinals at the Farsley game. Um, yeah, yeah. so you know it's it's it is getting exciting. You don't want to get in that situation where it's what do you choose? Do you want to go and push for the playoffs, or do you want to try and get to Wembley again? That's something I was about to come on to because obviously the teams that are left in that are higher up in the playoffs uh, as well. They'll be looking at the same kind of thing, won't they? Is if uh, you know, do we want to have a, the, the the fixture congestion towards the end, the injuries? I think Barnet are probably, you know, that you'd say they're going to be um, embedded in the playoffs. They're not going to finish outside the playoffs. But you know, there's a couple of the teams where a couple of run, you know, three game bad run, then they can slip out. So 
what do they do? Do you think the teams are going to concentrate on it, or do you think we could see some big shocks this weekend? I think, firstly, from a Gateshead point of view, uh, I think if we're being brutally honest here, I don't think anyone saw them in and around the playoffs. So getting into the playoffs for me would be a massive bonus. That isn't how the players look at it. You know, I've got no doubt about that. But it would be a massive bonus to get in there. So uh, I think it's just a case of just take each game on its merits and don't set any plans. And, you know, with a good wind, maybe could get to Wembley and get in the playoffs for a season. That would be. Um, yeah. I think it is just purely it's horrible manager talk, but just just take every game as it comes and judge it on its own merit. Yeah, so it's going to be uh, it's a lovely competition. I, I know there's a, I've seen a few weeks ago people going, "What would you rather have?" And I said I would never ever n- not take a Wembley final. Um, to me, I just because I, I said to Mickey, I think last week on the phone, um, I remember being just ninety odd there in the stand, let alone. Being in a position position where you go, I'd rather not go to Wembley for the FA Trophy final than get the playoffs. Like, sorry, no. I, 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 to me, it just—I uh, don't know. It just doesn't. It doesn't even. Fit well, the the trophy saved our season last season, basically. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's where all the, all the confidence come from. We had a good win, and then it went on a run, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Totally and, agree. and also as well, you know, it's not massive um, money like the FA Cup, but if you get to the final, it helps the club win or lose. The club make money from getting to the final. And, you know, a club of our size can't, you know, knock a gift horse in the mouth. You've got, you know, if it's there, you've got a challenge for it, in my point of view. Yeah, so. I, I know we're getting, like, massively ahead of ourselves, but I think if we could get, the, get there again, I think... Um, Maybe uh, last year's experience could could be something that will help us, like in in the prep and in everything for to maybe go down and, and go one better this time around. Obviously, like a lot of players will have had that previous experience. Uh, they'll obviously they'll have been a, like and I know we all said about how, how like with this obviously the situation with cup side players not, but um, I'm I'm sure the players will have felt some level of disappointment and determination to put it put up and right, and uh, I think that could really help us along the way. I mean, yes, we're probably are getting a bit ahead of ourselves because we've got um, got to get past a tough Hereford side, then uh, another two games on top of that. But uh, obviously, everything with like like when you think about it, I think now we probably are maybe better equipped to like like maybe properly shoot for it like we've we'll, we'll, we'll just talked about with Barnet and like Bromley Soliol like teams like that still there. obviously Kidderminster like fighting for other things just now um, maybe we are in a good position where this could be um, like, like last year was okay let's like, get to Wembley and see what happens like this year maybe it's just could even be a case of sod it let's just go let's just go for the whole thing yeah, yeah. I mean we'll get good odds off Harry Pritchard regardless <laughs> well, that's another, that's another thing to add in there. That they've, I mean, I don't know if has has it been charged yet? Is he still available to play, Harry Pritchard? I think there's allegations of betting uh, on football um, that's floating around. Um, uh, is he still eligible to play, or is it until convicted? I wouldn't have a clue. I've never seen um, any. Um, I'm not sure. Of them. Did, did did Ivan Tony still play while he was getting investigated? I'm not too sure. I think you may have been injured, but um, as I say, obviously it's alleged at the moment. Um, there's no been no conviction yet, but uh, you know that could surely. I mean, if he was a very important player for Barnet, you know how integral he is in that midfield and getting forward into the forward line as well. To lose him in the running is a that's a big one. That big blow for them. Yeah, mm-hmm. a huge, huge miss. Without a doubt, um, well, our well, friend. Sorry, Mark, off- sorry, Mark, wasn't he your number one on um, on that list, Pritchard? Who who was the number one today on that that list of um, midfielders who pushed forward? I, I genuinely can't Pritchard. remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nah. Anyway, but uh, sorry, obviously friend of the show, Charles Woth. Um, it's put, Jack asked him to supply some young pictures of Hanno uh, in his first spell of gauge. Looked so young. He still. I, rem- I remember interviewing Hanno when he signed <laughs> his first pro deal. Yeah, when he came wow. in on non-contract terms, and I remember going up the stadium to interview him about getting his first pro contract. And uh, yeah, I mean, how long ago would that have been now? Six, what, seven, oh, eight years? Yeah, yeah. Two, 
2016, I think it was, Mark. Wow. Really? It's scary to think that is eight years ago, isn't it? Uh, Time is flying. Um, (laughs) Obviously, we know what beautiful photos he takes. He took took a lovely crowd shot here. And uh, can anyone... I'm in the top corner. Yeah, you are. Mind you, Michael Boyle looks really happy in the red with the hoodie, doesn't he? Um, <laughs> and uh, Trina with a thumbs up there, but no, lovely photo. Uh, actually, no, I think she's sticking her middle fingers up, you know, not her thumbs. That's <laughs> optical illusion. It's a uh, spot, Wally. Yeah, a couple of other bits of news as well. I, I used to, I'm not going to lie. I just, to... just to go back to the FA Trophy there, just talk about the experience of you know, if you did get to the final, except you're absolutely right, Dan, what you said about the experience. I was also thinking of Mark's experience as well. He probably learned from last season never, ever to share a bedroom with you again, Davey. But I'm just putting it out there, you know. Just putting it out there. Hey, yeah. that all right. I tell you what, the minute this run started, that crossed my mind, so don't worry about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, yeah, Mark, what, 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 but Mark will do a crowdfunding for you, you know, so you can have your own room. What it is, no, if if we if we get a hotel, make sure it doesn't have a plastic enclosed bathroom, um, like an echo chamber. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. I would say it's been been serious here. I, I think there's a little. I saw a comparison there between the League Cup or the, or the Carabao Cup and the FA Trophy. With last year Newcastle and Gateshead getting a Wembley, I thought. Both weekends became about the weekend, not the ninety minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I think why both sides came out on the wrong side of the the yeah. finals. So I just think this year, you know, if they were to get their gear to, yes, they'd be better for the experience, for the preparation, and all that. But I think everyone, from supporters to players to coaches to anything directors, it'll be about right. Can we go and win it now? Yeah, I uh, think prepared as well, like you know, for the excitement of the game and be, not being overwhelmed because I think. I know I was at times. There was, uh, you know, especially before kickoff, it was like, whoa, you know, this is, you know, we're here again. But I think, you know, if you get back in a short period, but it's got to get there. But you know, we take on board. Um, but this morning there was a tweet that went out from a, a I'm not going to say a scrupulous Twitter account. I'm going to say a Twitter account that likes to, <laughs> a Twitter account that likes to um, guess and uh, sometimes to get it right, sometimes to get it wrong, but. I think the adage they should have in their bio is um, even a broken clock is right twice a day. That's what they should have for that Twitter account. But they were mentioning that Matty Longstaff is signing for Gateshead. Now, even on the face of that, you're thinking, hang on, he's played. Yes, he did play in League Two, but um, he was on loan from a Premier League club. He's a player of higher stature. How many midfielders are Gates are going to sign? It was just a, a, oh, he's a local player. Gates is doing well. Let's link them together. Yeah, it was mild, mild excitement for about 30 seconds. And then I read Mark's tweets and thought, oh, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, I, asked on Twitter. I think there's someone heard Longstaff was at the Gates game and it was Macaulay, not Matty. <laughs> look, I, I did a, an interview with Matty just before Christmas. Um, is he desperate to get back in? Absolutely, 100% he's desperate to get back in. But there are a multitude of reasons why that won't happen. You know, we could go to the finances of it. We can do what you want. I, I know that there's, and I wrote it in a piece, and I wrote it recently again, there are Championship, League 1, League 2, clubs abroad. You know, there are clubs that are, are serious on them. And with every due respect to Gateshead, they would have one hell of a battle and have to find a pot of gold somewhere that we don't know about to, yeah. to, to fight off competition from those clubs. You know, it's, it is it is purely just, oh, there's a lad who's local, who hasn't got a club. Obviously, he's going to go to Gateshead. Well, with all due respect. Well, you've got the Rob Elliott factor as well, which they probably added in. Yeah, yeah. And the fact he knows a few of the players as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, he's championship standard at best. You know what I mean? He's up there. He can go to a club like that. He's he's not going to drop down to the national league, is he? Let's let's be brutal here. Look, he's, he's a, when he was at Mansfield, he was too good for the level. He was scoring yeah. goals. Uh, you know, it, it will. Yeah. Matty's in talks with the club at the moment, which is why it, obviously I'm not going to say who it is. But you know, something probably is. Well, hopefully, is going to happen over the next few well days, maybe. But 
it's ridiculous to suggest that he, he he'd come to Gator. I've done it wrong. I would absolutely love to see it because Matt he's a great lad and a very very good player, and he'd be a great addition, no matter yeah. how many midfielders Gator have got. But the, the finances of it just wouldn't work for for Gator. He actually yeah. nearly did sign for Gated um, on loan, didn't he? Um, but we had uh, financial issues and off-the-pitch issues at the time. <laughs> um, as, uh, when Steve Watson was manager, wasn't it? I, I heard a rumour that it was uh, after him uh, to come in on loan then. Speaking of which, um, yesterday was five years to the day since uh, I was at the stadium for the launch of the uh, the new Gated Academy. Remember that? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Michael, Michael Williams doing loads of interviews and oh, you know. oh, it was around that time we we signed uh, the man, the myth, the legend that is Amar Chopper, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I never forget that name of obviously what he's went on to do since, um, but um, and what he did while he was here was quite phenomenal. But uh, yeah, he never put a foot wrong. No, he didn't. didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can hand on half. He didn't have a bad game for Gates. Um, so, uh, uh, we've, got, we've got a little bit of information here. Someone sent this apart. Jack Bridge Southend was the number one on the midfield list. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you. Ah, uh, yes, it was. Cheers. Uh, yeah, and um, I think we've got a couple of other ones here. Uh, this is obviously about what's happened recently. A fantastic way result at Southend. Glad with the point at Eastley. Uh, who sat back all game? Hopefully, we're going to advance in the trophy on Saturday. Yes, it would be absolutely fantastic. If we yeah, could. That's um, got more messages here. We've got, uh, I thought Macaulay was there on Tuesday, talking resigning terms. You know, it's, it's lovely to see him and you come over to say hello and stuff. And obviously, loads of kids got photos with him and stuff. And so did me and Mark. He asked us for it, though. Yeah, he did. Come yeah. on, <laughs> uh, but Mark, I, your your tweet was genius because I just put. Oh, it was nice to see Macaulay Langstaff. I was, you know, had a photo of him, and then Mark, I'll let you say what you put. I was pretty drunk at the time, mind. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't know what you put. I didn't see this. Go on. I, think, I said something like, "It's amazing to think since the last start of last season." We've got 62 goals between the three of us. We've won at Wembley, got promoted, and we've been linked with big money moves to the championship. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, all that, yeah. Yeah, Colton. Uh, cool. But it's lovely to see. Thanks yeah. To see. yeah. See, and you know what it is? He was taking a genuine interest in the team as well, asking questions, and uh, you know, he's, he's obviously mm-hmm. got lots of, uh, uh, you know, fond memories and still a lot of love for the club. And I think that proves he keeps coming back to us all. Was he still in the stand for the equaliser? Was he still, or had he gone back by back to corporate by then? I think he was still there. Was he still there? I know he was doing. I know he was there to do like some sort of talk for the VIP. He was also at the uh, game against Stockton in, in the Durham Challenge Golf Course. He had a little bit of a spell there, didn't he? But uh, yeah. I think that kind of shows what he is like. He's uh, he's yeah. doing really well now, and he'll continue to progress up the leagues, I've no doubt about that but uh, I think that's maybe shown why he's been so successful because um, he's, he's been humble, he's been grounded, yeah. he's, he's remembered his, his roots Yeah, yeah You know what, he's worked so hard at his game as well, Oh yeah, people should not yeah. underestimate I, I mean I think oh. the story on here before about during Covid, getting little talk bits from the club where they were saying like when we come back like Maka's absolutely flying and you always take with a pinch of salt and you go, yeah, all right, okay. But then turned up to heaven for that first preseason friendly after COVID. And it was like, what the hell's happened here? Because he was just unplayable. And that just mm-hmm. continued. Well, <laughs> I was going to say continue that season, but it just continued up to now. Well, there was three talking points from that game. There was the Connor Panny, because we were impressed with uh, him and his, uh, you know, his cameo in that game. And then obviously Macaulay. But then there was the captain's armband that was on Ollie's arm. And you know yeah. the pivotal decisions that were made early on, you know, have, have had a lasting effect on the club and the players themselves. So it's just shows you, doesn't it? Uh, it, it all starts at heaven. Uh, so there we go. Um, rightly, Davy, when he was on here, I apologised to him for proving his wrong because when when he resigned from York. I did not see this rise at all. I, I agree with that, Mickey. I, I honestly, I said, what? Why was signing him? It was an underwhelming signing. Yeah. Uh, I, thought, uh, I, pers- 
but uh, sorry, sorry, just for it was an underwhelming saying, and then I thought myself after he, you know, he become good. I thought, how cheeky of us when you think where we were at the time to be underwhelmed by a local lad wanting to play for us, you know. And I was like, yeah, football fans, we've got a little bit of uh, sometimes, <laughs> haven't we? Yeah, then to see it done. Uh, yeah, I personally thought at the time when he resigned, I thought, yeah, may- maybe a good squad player, but probably nothing more than that. But uh, yeah, as I think, I think the, we're talking about that pre-season where we came back after COVID and what have you. Um, I think the game that stood out for me was when we played Hartlepool at, at the stage and we beat them 4-1 yeah. and just absolutely yeah. ran the show in that match. Um, yeah, that was a, it was a big one, wasn't it? Um, we've got a message here, and I've actually seen something today from, I don't know if it was the club shared it from Twitter or from Instagram. Uh, sorry, another message coming. I clicked on. Does anyone know what happened to Tom Allen? I'd like to get a bit, a bit more of a chance uh, having come from a Premier League team. Well, I've seen him. He got injured at Rochdale, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. I've seen his back running at least anyway. Um, so hopefully, you know, he'll, he'll get a chance before the end of the season. And there's another. <laughs> Another dynamic of uh, what you can put up front, so we'll keep it going like that. Um, oh, we've got another message here. This one's from Mark. Uh, it's got. Can I ask Mark any updates on Tinkler and Ollie injuries? Um, well, there was a there was a piece I put out on Wednesday morning, I think it was, uh, about Greg. Had a good chat with Greg after the game. Um, I, I could be corporate here and say go to the Sunderland Echo website and read it, but. Uh, you know, instead, we have well, to subscribe first, Mark. You don't have to subscribe, it's free. Yeah, well, every time I click on it, it says, Do you want any more? And then I click on it and it ties us off. Well, you need to clear your. No, I'm not going to say that. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I was going to make a joke about your laptop, but I'll not. I thought of that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I would. Um, yeah, so Greg is aiming to be back in training at the end of this month or the latest early, early March. And then is hoping to uh, get back into contention. I think you mentioned possibly the next trophy tie, which is about the fifteenth of March, I think it is. So the, the rumours that were people saying that he's out for the season on true. I categorically asked him that, and he uh, he, he denied it, flat denied it. So um, you all right, all right, Dave? <laughs> I'll put it up. Well. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that was the last time we've seen Mark on the Heat Army podcast. <laughs> and now Stevie's taking the mic there because he, he's not a big fan of Bowen at all. <laughs> well, so yeah, um, and then uh, in, in terms of Tinks, I think pretty much the same timeline. From I mean, this is going back a, a, a few weeks now, but you know, he always said sort of middle middle to late March. So hopefully. They'll both be back for the uh, for the running. Another one. Um, there'll be a piece out tomorrow and a piece in the non-league paper um, with uh, Ed Francis talking about his comeback from injury and where he's at in terms of you know what happened and, and such like, um, which will be in the Chronicle. Not tomorrow. Sorry, Saturday. Saturday's Journal. I know we we spoke a little bit about this um, obviously on Monday night show. But Ed Francis has kept himself in phenomenal shape to play the way he did for 90 minutes. That's it, you know, twice in a week, and be you know as important and integral all the way through. It just shows you how much that lad has worked in the time that he was not on the pitch. It's uh, just... and you know what, he's he's massive in the dressing room as well. He's he's a big player he's... in that dressing room. Have <laughs> um, been someone... to get change, Mark? He's someone who I'm going to bypass that. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, trying to make a, a serious point here, and you've been. I know, I'm a bit. I'm, uh, we'll let you have no, you've but never, you've um, been in a hook since Stevie said Bowen. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, Ed, he spoke about the changes that have happened over the last uh, the last few, well, couple of months now, um, and he spoke about the. The way the dressing room, he said, it's in a really good place moving forwards again. You know, they feel together, more together um, now that the new lads have settled in. So it was a really good chat. Um, so, yeah, that'll be in the weekend weekend's papers. Uh, it's, it's a good point uh, from Christmas story. Amazing the same back so soon. Those injuries can take <clears throat> up. Yeah, head injuries, of course. Fractured skull. Um, and 
it depends on the level of concussion that goes along with it. And I mean, I, I had a mild one that was horrendous. So to see him back out there on the pitch and you know, running about and diving about is uh, phenomenal. That's all I'll say about that. He actually mentioned, sorry, Dave, you mentioned that and that the, the sort of diagnosis he was given was a, you know, by far from, it could have been a lot worse, put it that way. Um, so he, he, I'm not going to say he got off lightly because he doesn't think he can with a fractured skull, but, no. you know, the news that he got initially was was far better than the, the thought it would be. So, um, yeah. Just going back to the Saturday's game, someone's asking the question, who do you think will start in goal on Saturday with being the FA Trophy? Um, obviously, I don't know if Beach will be uh, back from illness, but um, it, it seems to have been uh, Harrison Bond has been the FA Trophy goalkeeper this year, hasn't he? So, and he's... he's it doesn't is you don't you don't worry when you see his name on the team sheet, do you? Like sometimes when you you look at a reserve goalkeeper and you go, oh, he's a little bit shaky. Yeah. <laughs> With Harrison, it's okay. Harrison's in. Yeah. So yeah, we'll just have to. Who, see would, you, who would you rather have in? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I honestly think there's quite, I'd say, a healthy competition for that yeah. goalkeeper spot. I think both like do push themselves on. I think obviously, I think, I think back to a few years ago. Do you remember when we had? Uh, Dan Hanford and uh, James Montgomery. It's, it's, it almost felt like one week you'd have it'd yeah. be Dan Hanford and yeah. then J- James Montgomery come in for a few games and back to Dan Hanford. Um, I think um, it's like I mean, obviously, you don't maybe don't change it like as often as we did back then. But I think um, if the, if we've got two like good goalkeepers genuinely like pushing each other on, then it can only be a good thing. And if it like you. Doesn't if if one of them can't play for whatever reason, then that maybe isn't as sort of bad as what it maybe has been yeah, in the past. Where kind where, of where, a little bit like that towards the back end of last season, when, uh, yeah, when we uh, big 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 Phil and Monty. So yeah, mm-hmm. so uh, Ken Webster says uh, Bond for me. We're getting a few predictions coming in. So if you want to get them in now, let us know. Uh, going two uh, one win for the Heat is Christopher Story. Uh, so we've got about five minutes left. So get your predictions in. Uh, I'll I'll go around the lads. I'll give mine first because instead of putting his all on the spot, I think I'm going to go for a, a two-one as well. Two-one. Uh, Steely, I'm going. Uh, I'm going two-nil. Yeah, I think it'll be a hard hard game. It'll be close, but we'll run us run us run us close on a bit. But two-nil to get it. Dan, uh, I'm going to go for. One will get said. I think um, we'll. Like, I, I think they'll they'll give us a genuinely good game. I think there'll be times where we do have to stand firm a bit, but I do think we'll like have enough on the day to uh, just get the tie one, which is ultimately the most important thing. Go on, me. I'm going to go two nil. I think we'll get a goal in each half. Hopefully, Mark. Um, do you want to... I'll go three two. Gated. Three two. Well, we've got. Um, let's see, we've got three one. Mister Luke Gav has put um, one nil. Hard fought game. Three two. Two nil. There. Steve Farnfield's just gives us uh, anxiety by his prediction, but he's put five four on penalties. Oh no! I keep getting that many messages that keep popping up. There five four on penalties. Uh, I don't want to go into that. I don't think my heart could take it. Uh, so there we go. Um, also, what I've got here, uh, I've learned never believe in anything uh, is going to happen until it actually happens, of course. And I've, I'm, yeah. we mentioned before, we know this squad it will be exactly the same. They'll be going into it. Uh, Johnny Gray has went 1 0. We've got 3 2 from Sean, Allen 2 0, Craig 2 0, and 2 2 pens of a win. Uh, so some people oh. expecting anxiety uh, on that one. But uh, oh. yeah, it's uh, not going to be good. But See, we've, when we've got a couple of away games still, haven't we? After this, um, we're on the real one Wilson, of them, Wilson and Kidderminster. Yeah, tough places to go, especially the Phil Brown effect. Who's seen that? Um, in your National League bingo at the beginning of the season, um, yeah. Yeah. Brown, and and turn it around, something rotten, isn't he? I'm nothing against Phil Brown, but if, it, but if he starts singing on the pitch when we go down, I swear to God, I'm going I'm to run on. <laughs> yeah, that new manager effect really is having an effect there. But it's not just them. Failed as well, starting to pick up points as well. So the bottom dynamic of the league is uh, changing as well. But we'll get into that in another one. And Hartlepool as well. Oh, yeah, Hartlepool. Yeah. Up. 
as well, yeah. And there was, there was a few managers in the stand, wasn't it, on um, Tuesday night watching us, yeah. So uh, people taking note of Gator at the minute. So I'm expecting Hartlepool to be sitting back in the game when they come <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, Mark, thank you very much for joining us. A, a, a late surprise, it was fantastic. Um, oh, I haven't put the blue card, we'll get on to that. Uh, I'll quickly do that before we go. Um, obviously, blue card coming up, and what the, the top and bottom of it is, it's going to be like a sin bin uh card, isn't it? Um, and it's going to is it starting next season in or possibly starting next season in cup games? Well, it's yes, yeah. cup. It's already been, I mean, not with the cod, but it's already been done in a Northern League level with sin bins. And it was one of those where the first few weeks, I mean, Dan will say this from being at, at um, Northern League games, the first few weeks there were sin bins left, right and centre. And now they're few and far between, I find. You know, I, I, don't, I don't remember the last Northern League game I was at when someone got sin binned. So... I, th- I think it's just for dissent, though, isn't it? So, yeah. uh, so, so that, I mean, I mean, I, I used to go... unsportsmanlike behaviour, isn't it? In dissent, now that's what the yellow card is predominantly going to be. But well, let them finish. Um, <laughs> yeah, but but I remember I used to like before they introduced the sin bins. I used to see some some Northern League games where you'd see, where you'd see like players call referees every name on the sun. I mean, uh, I mean, granted, now you still get like the old like. Like coming together, you see, still see, still still see the odd player getting put in the bin, but uh, it it has uh, like probably served its its purpose in terms of like in, in terms of like not not being like so abusive towards referees because I mean yeah we all get frustrated with them at times we all disagree with decisions but at the end of the day um, as much as uh, we all shout at them whatever uh, we won't have a game without them so. Do you not think it would it it's more for the top level because on TV games it'll add more drama of waiting for a player to come back on, waiting for a manager to come back onto the, onto the touchline. I, I tell you what, it does give the game a whole new dynamic for that like ten minutes or so. Like, can the team that's still got the eleven on the pitch make it count? Can the one that temporarily down to ten like withhold? So it, it does make it like. Like mm-hmm. Quite interesting, and obviously, when the player comes back on it, um, it obviously the, the dynamic of the game changes again. Yeah, I hope, I hope it works because you know, as Dan says, no referee deserves some of the abuse we've no. seen top level to, to whatever level. Um, and and for me, I think the stern punishment is if someone is getting right in your face and doing that, then just send them off. Yeah, that, yeah. that would have stopped it. Just send them off. But if they've got ten minutes to stew on it, who's to say they're not going to come on and clatter somebody? Um, yeah. was, there any, was there any of that in the Northern League where players, when they come back on, got a red card within minutes? The, I can't remember how they worked it again. I think you were able to get. Oh, I can't remember. I wouldn't even like to guess. <laughs> That's how long it is since I've seen it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think Cluffy had the best idea. Sorry to cut across you, Mark. Sorry. He said years ago. That if a player is given a referee a load is sent, not only send the player off, but find the manager, and it'll stop. It'll it'll stop. Stop. Yeah. Unless the player doesn't like the manager. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, is that as well? But you know what I mean. Um, we've got here. Yeah, sorry, I haven't read up on it, but uh, what happens if someone has simbin for ten minutes and there's only two minutes left? Does that mean the rest of the- <laughs> next appearance? There have been some good points made, like the the whole thing of what if a goalkeeper gets sin binned? And I think it's if a goalkeeper gets sin binned, then are they allowed to substitute a, a goalkeeper an outfield player or something like that? I can't remember how it worked. I could have just made that up out of nowhere. But how could you substitute them back? Like, would you bring them back on, or is that just then you're permanently down to 10 men? So, yeah, it's uh, it's a strange one. We've got there, not a fl- Big fan of uh, not a fan of the blue card coming in. Uh, really, we'll what, see what what what, what, what happens in, in the northeast Christian Fellowship League if a player gets simbin? Do they do they have to go in the booth and talk to the vicar or? That is the best. Confidence. your sins. <laughs> I had on the Hidomi podcast. Well done, Dan. That was fantastic. Uh, we'll wrap it up there. We'll leave it with the Lord or Saviour and uh, Dan Bell's wise words there. Dan, thank you very much for joining us. Steely, Mickey, and of course, Mark. Um, we'll be seeing you next time. 
Um, and hopefully we'll be talking about the possible quarterfinal draw on Monday. But until that time, we'll not uh, we'll not count the chickens and we'll just get through it. And if you're going down safe travels, let's hope the game's on with the weather. And uh, thank you very much, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.